0: I'm Marissa Norcross.
1: And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you today? This beautiful, uh, sunny, late spring day.
0: I am great. I spent some time outside on the sunny day. And That's awesome. It is, it is good for me. <laughs> I love it. It is. How are you? It's, it's
1: good for all of us. I, I'm doing. I'm doing well. You know, I I have not been outside much today. I mean, I did I did teach an in person class today. Well, That's virtual awesome. and in person, both blended, which was mm-hmm. which was great. But then I came home and I you know had a I left there at noon and had a one o'clock and coaching session and went right back to the basement. So you know, here <laughs> I live in the basement. Um, but I, they do let me out from time to time, <laughs> which is fine. But I am looking forward to you know getting outside a little bit before it gets dark mm-hmm. but that'll be awesome it's just it's such a neat time of year i know we say it every week lately but just the colors i, I know are incredible yep i and love watching rip, so, and the,
0: the leaves and everything just gets so lush so quick yes
1: yep it, it's yeah it's amazing mm-hmm. and it's, and that's the beauty of central new york
0: mm-hmm.
1: is we really get to see these amazing seasonal transformations which are awesome wouldn't have it any other way. These poor people that sit in Florida and all they get is sunshine and hot, you know. <laughs> or Arizona where they get hot and dry. No, sorry. Nice place to visit, wouldn't want to live there. So, the next step. What were you thinking when you saw this one?
0: You know, I didn't I didn't have too many expectations, but the, immediately upon the reading the first paragraph, I had a feeling that I knew where you were going um, yeah. with graduation upon us. Yep. There's lots of advice going around this time of year.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I, and I, so I, so I, I had the topic. And then I tried to figure out how does this fit? How do I make it fit? How do I, you know, I don't want to strain an application, but there has to be a natural application. And it really mm-hmm. was, oh, these young folks, I I refer to them as, you know, newly minted graduates, you know, and so they, you go to graduate, and I guess they're going to graduation, I'm not certain, I don't have anybody graduating, but, you know, think about graduations in the past and things, so, you know, these special people are invited, and they, and they stand up with their, their robes, and, and their hats, their mortarboards or whatever they call those things and they they give these amazing rah-rah motivational inspirational kind of speeches and mm-hmm. you know reach for the stars, you can achieve your dream, you know live the life you are destined to lead and all those things and <laughs> It sounds great. Mm-hmm. But it's very short lived because by the time the last you know balloon falls to the ground at the at the graduation party the real world sets in. Right and and these these young people go out and they're like wait how how does this work so my my post today was really about if we could if i could sit down with them what would i say to them and what i would say was this build your inner circle and now in the past i've talked about inner circles being those advisors mentors that are outside of our organization but, you know, a lot of these, these, these young people starting work are going to be give, given teams. You know, they're going to be in some type of a leadership role. And they really, really need to focus on who it is that's around them because you are the product of those five people that are closest to you type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so what, what, I, what I kind of laid out here was the first thing you need to remember is you got to build this team before you need them. Because when you need them, it's too late. Uh, John Wooden said, you know, when opportunity presents itself, it's too late to prepare. You prepare well ahead of when the opportunity or the need is there. And so people would say, well, all right, so who who do I need around my team? Well, the first thing we need to ask ourselves, and and this should be no surprise to any of our listeners, what is your giftedness? Because I don't need another me. Mm -hmm. I need somebody else. I need somebody better than me. I need somebody that complements me. So the point, the start is, first, you know, who is, you know, wh- I'm, what are my strengths? What's my giftedness? Okay, now what's missing? And then who can I build around me that can complement me? Uh, you know, Marissa, just just this morning in my class, I used an example of, you know, that you and I, we, we kind of first met. Well, we met before I started at Macney, Mm -hmm. but we had those days between just before Christmas, you know, where you and I were the only ones working. It's not that the rest of the staff was lazy and didn't work, but they just weren't there. So I think you had, did you use up your vacation for your wedding or something?
0: Uh, I think it was just that I was maybe the newest. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Or maybe it was from my wedding. I can't remember.
1: And I was clearly the newest and had no vacation time, because I started on the 21st. So you and I are there. And we had a lot of conversations Mm
0: -hmm. in that,
1: that those few days. But what what I think I quickly realized was you have all of this giftedness that I'm clearly lacking. And I thought, this is going to be good. I can ask Marissa to help. Marissa can be a support to me. Marissa can, Marissa can guide me. She can instruct me. She can help me in these things Mm because I'm not good at that. And pretty much... Since then, that's what you—the way you and I have worked together—was, mm-hmm. you know, um, you you fill a lot of these voids in in my skill sets. And so, if I'm thinking about if I'm going to talk to this young person, I want to say you need to find your people like Marissa that will complement you where you're where you're not strong, your weaknesses. They need to be strong. Um, when when I worked at Selflock, uh, Dan Coons and I, if you would have laid out our disc graphs our DISC uh, behavioral or personality graphs, they were the inverse of one another. Mm-hmm. And when I did the assessment with him the first time, he's, I, it looked really different. I said, so look at this, what do you think? And he says, I think this is great because where I'm strong, you're not. And where I'm not strong, you are.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: what we're talking about here. Build this team around you that complements you. And, and people need to remember this. One is too small a number to achieve greatness. That that's another thing I would tell the young people. You won't achieve anything that is really significant if you do it by yourself. Because you need you need a team around you. Mm-hmm. And then I went on to talk about um, you need to be loyal. They need to be loyal to you. And and if somebody's to be loyal to you, you do that by being loyal to them first. And I think I I did put a note in our in my post today. That basically said, you know, good leaders, and this is again some advice that they need to take as their next step. Don't ever tolerate people gossiping about coworkers. Dave Dave Ramsey actually says in in um it may not be an entree, it might be an entree leadership, but it was also in some some uh, talks I heard him give. He will fire people if they if they gossip. He said, I don't tolerate gossip. And I thought, wow, what a, what a great What a great policy. And basically, it's just follow the golden rule. Treat people the way you want to be treated. And if you do that, you're going to be building loyalty. Now, there was something else that I put in here that was, uh, this was something I really, really struggled with. Um, As a, as even as a president of a company, as a young president of a company, I was really insecure and was always worried that the person that I hired might be smarter than me. Now, I think the owners were probably hoping they were smarter, that the person was smarter than me because I needed to help. But there was this feeling like, well, what what if they're better than me? And as I got older, I realized, I hope they're better than me. Because you can have people that are tremendously skilled. They have amazing gifts, tremendous knowledge and intelligence, but they're looking for the leader that's going to pull the team together.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You know, if we think about maybe I'll use this baseball analogy. Um, I'm a big Yankee fan and 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 the manager doesn't play as well as his star players. But yet without the manager they wouldn't play well together. So kind of use that as an example of find the best people you can and make sure they're around you. Make sure they're you're building them into your inner circle. So then I had a couple notes. Um if you have your inner circle, you have to make them better. So you have to ask yourself, what value am I adding to them? What's, it in, what's in it for them to come around my inner circle, to be on my team? And I, I, I kind of took this phrase a little bit from Liz Wiseman in her book, Multipliers, and I just called it kind of enlargers. Are you enlarging them? Are you making them? Are they better for being on your team?
0: hmm: and, and, and I took that also as like, you can also enlarge your circle a little bit, because I think yeah. especially listening to hear, listening to you talk about that insecurity that you felt. I, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that when you were battling that insecurity of people being smarter than you, you you kept things closer, and there were probably yes. less people in your circle. And then I'm guessing what happened is as you started to accept that you wanted people who, and I know we're saying we're smarter than you, but I think what we really mean are people that have complementary skill sets to yours, into your circle, it became easier to open that up and it became a a space for different gifts and talents and skills to come together.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. And, And, you know, clearly... Like, people that I hired toward the latter part of, like, if I look at the last 10 years when I was president of Self Lock, I clearly hired people smarter than me, and it was great. It was was so neat (laughs) to find people smarter than me. Because they were the ones that could take the company to another level in an area that I couldn't. There's this great quote that's in the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And I just happened to have the book open here because I was looking at some. John talks a lot about the inner circle. But there's this, this quote or this statement. Hire the best staff you can find. Develop them as much as you can. And hand off everything you possibly can to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, let me read that again. Hire the best staff you can find develop them as much as you can and hand off everything you possibly can to them. If you do that, your organization will soar. Mm-hmm. Because there are things that I was gifted in. It, And so it gives me the time, it gives me the space to stay in my giftedness. Mm-hmm. And we don't need more than one, one of me. You know, we just need a team of of. of complementary uh, 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 behaviors and personalities all of it I mean not just intelligence not just skill sets but but behavior profiles mm-hmm. um, So I value them I add value to them I should be always looking how can I make it better for them? you know is there is there something I can do to to help them realize they are really important to me and it's not it's not money. I mean, yes, we all love money. We love to get a paycheck, but there's other things. Are there people I could introduce them to? Are there, are there trainings that they could benefit from? Are there experiences that I can give them that maybe they couldn't get on their own? Connections to, to various people, that type of thing. Um, and then there was this one note that I found, and I love this one. Make yourself more valuable to your inner circle. And I started thinking about that. So l- let me read that statement again, and you tell me what you think of or what comes to your mind. Make yourself more valuable to your inner circle. What do you see that as meaning?
0: I see that as, you know, doing things to invest in yourself to, I don't want to say make yourself more valuable, but to um, yeah, essentially make yourself more valuable. So if you think about... What you want for the people in your inner circle, you want them to grow and develop and to continue to bring their giftedness. And you should be doing the same so that you're all growing together instead of just exactly you know, stagnating in your circle.
1: I couldn't have said it better. Couldn't have said it better. That's probably why I asked you because I couldn't <laughs> say it better. Okay. Yeah. So as much as I'm investing in them, as much as I'm helping them grow and, and wanting them to grow, I need to ask myself, am I growing mm-hmm. and and there may be a point where I have to say listen um I need to go somewhere for a week may, maybe it's I need to take a week off mm-hmm. so that I come back sharper because I'm not myself right now that's making myself more valuable um you know I our our, our Macne member listeners <clears throat> will know when they see my June newsletter article that I talk about the need for taking time off Mm -hmm. and and how that vacation is really important to you. And it was interesting, Marissa, right after I sent that to you, I was on a coaching call and one of my coaching clients had just come back from, I think a week off. And I asked him, I said, can I ask you a question? What's different? He goes, what do you mean? I said, what's different about you? And he goes, Oh, he said, um, I'm more creative. I have more energy. I have more passion for my job. He goes, I am a much, my words, not his, but I am much more valuable to my organization today than Mm -hmm. I was before I went on vacation. Mm -hmm. Now those, I that's the way I framed what I was hearing. Those weren't the exact words that he said. So it might be that it might be, I got to go to this conference because I need a, a, you know, a booster shot of whatever type of thing. So make sure you're investing in yourself. One of the things that I I had the privilege this spring of of, um, hosting six teachings for one of ESF's classes, and I was doing my best, and I'm hoping I I was successful in this, in helping these these amazing young people realize you're never done learning. You're never done growing. And so, and actually what I did for my last class was I talked about growth planning for them and building a growth plan. Um, another point here was st- spend extra time with them strategically to mentor them and develop relationships. And that's you're, you're doing that with an individual. You're, you're doing that one-on-one with people, getting to know their likes, their dislikes. They're getting to ha- have a better appreciation of where their intuitions lie because all of us are intuitive and especially in our gifted area. And then working strategically with each person to help them pursue their purpose. In, in, in life, I had a note here delegate to elevate, give them extra responsibility, and place high expectations on them. So, some people think that delegation is a way of dumping projects. Not at all. We delegate to elevate a skill set. I delegate this to someone so that it's a piece of what I'm doing so that they can experience a little bit more of my job. And the high expectations is critical.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Um, Mercer, when you were growing up, what kind of expectations do you think your parents had for you?
0: My if if you asked that to me and my parents in the same room, they would say they never had to worry about me because I had, I had my own set of high expectations for myself. Okay. Um, but I I think I was more intrin- intrinsically motivated than than most. Okay. Okay.
1: So, you know, I would have guessed, I mean, I know you're extremely motivated, uh, but I would have guessed that they, and I think that, you know what, I think they did have extremely high expectations of you. They didn't need to motivate you, Mm -hmm. but their expectations for you were very high. Yes. And, and, and too often we think, well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't put that weight on people. No, absolutely. We should. People live up to our expectations of them. If we have low expectations, that's exactly what we're going to get. And, and I've said this before. I think that, it, that society, we have far too low expectations on people. Mm-hmm. You know, and what we're so if, if I if I don't if I don't have high expectations for someone, I'm actually telling them, I don't think you can do it. You know, I, I just think you don't have what it takes to rise to the challenge. Now, that would be horrible to say that to somebody. So what I'm saying is we really need to say, listen, I know you can do this and I'm going to help you do it. I'm going to give you the resource to, to do it. And I'm going to hold you accountable to make sure you do do it.
0: Right. That's what I was going, going to say. To... I think the the accountability piece is absolutely yeah. necessary.
1: Absolutely. And lay out those expectations up front. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, by the way, after I hired you, oh, by the way, I expect you to do no, No, When In the interview process, listen. This is a demanding opportunity. It's going to require the best version of you you got. We're here to support you. We'd love to have you on, on the team.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, you're up to it. I, I think when it comes to delegation and level of expectations, um, those are things that can go really wrong if they aren't delivered properly yes. and if they aren't yes. um, measured properly. So... You know, you touched on it, right? We're not that sometimes delegation gets looked at as you know dumping, right? Uh, You know, and I think the difference between the two are when you successfully delegate something to someone, um, it it shouldn't be a mess when you give it to them, or oh, absolutely, right? It's not, it's not taking a problem and just shifting it. It's
1: exactly.
0: It's really to delegate properly, you're taking something that is meaningful and, yep. and allowing the, that person to, as they elevate, hopefully take that with them to the mm-hmm. next level. And then absolutely, when it comes to having high expectations, like you said, it's not coming back after the fact and saying, well, I expected more from you, even though I never told you
1: right. <laughs> what I expected.
0: Right. It's really, you have to to communicate, and communication is so important in both of these areas, and, and to say, here's what I expect, I know you can do it, and checking in along the way with that accountability yep. piece. Not just Absol- one day saying, Absolutely. you didn't do it, right? and
1: Right. Yeah, and, and you know the presenting of that delegation to making sure that they have all the resources necessary to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and getting, you know, we, our goal is to set them up for success, not set them up.
0: Correct. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and
1: and I love that, 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 that accountability piece, just making sure that they know that we're going to, you know, my next line here was give them more credit when things are going well, more than Mm -hmm. they deserve. Just that's an encouragement piece, but, Mm -hmm. and hold them accountable when they don't. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So not that I'm going to, that's, and holding people accountable is not the same. It's not blame. It's saying, okay, what are we going to do about this? Mm -hmm. How are we going to fix it? What are your thoughts? You know, it needs to be done, that type of thing. Um, The last thing that I had on here was, and I, and I think, I, I think I probably wrote about this once, lifters versus leaners.
0: Oh yeah. We've definitely done that
1: one. We do not want to hire a bunch of leaners. Mm -hmm. I don't want people leaning on a shovel watching other people work. I want people that are lifting. And imagine the power for people if they build a team and everybody on the team is there to lift people. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's days when I need a lift. Mm -hmm. There's days when you need a lift. And if we we have a team full of lifters, there will always be somebody to lift us up and to lift Mm -hmm. the problems and to lift the the opportunities and to find others that we can draw on the team and, and help them get better as well. So the key is just, you know, find ways to determine before you hire them, are they a lifter? Are they a leaner? Cause you want lifters. So that's the advice for the graduates and for all of us too, as we have opportunity to engage with people. I have no idea what I'm writing about next week.
0: I'm sure you'll think of something. But it'll come, uh, right?
1: (laughs) It'll come. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it will come earlier in the week and not later in the week so that (laughs) I give you as much time as possible to edit and make it sound readable. So, we should have a nice weekend coming up.
0: Yes, I am really looking forward to the stretch of weather. Um, Just to get outside, I think I've shared that I have taken up gardening. Um, Yes. And so it's, I think that's, I'm just going to be working on that. Good. How about you?
1: Um, my wife loves to garden. So there may be some things I, I'll help her with, just mm-hmm. some heavier things that she needs to perhaps lift. I have a sense that's going to happen. <laughs> I might actually start the boat. Wow. Get her ready. We have some guests coming uh, some friends coming to visit us Memorial Day, and I need to make sure the old girl is ready to run. Mm-hmm. So, And as I shared with you before we hit record, I do have my aquarium, and I sent you a picture,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's really big.
0: <laughs> it's, <laughs> yes. still
1: not, it's still not done. It's not set up and running yet. It's so that crindy, might be something beautiful. this weekend. It, it's going to be gorgeous, but it was one of those things where you order it and and it was funny. I was having this conversation with my wife, my wife and my son Tim, and and I just said to my wife, I said, you know, I I know I, I know dimensions really well, but I just didn't realize how big it was really going to be. And I and she said every time you used to compare it to the other, because we have another tank in our family room. I would say it's only six inches wider and nine inches taller, and it's this. And my son Tim would look at her and without saying anything, he would just mouth the words, It's really big. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think he comprehended its size much quicker than I did. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thrilled with it. It's going to be so cool. And it literally sits right in front of my desk here in my office. So it's great. It'll be very relaxing when I'm doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody said I should use it as the backdrop for my Zoom meetings. I said, No, that would be way too distracting. <laughs> So, so, hey, have a great weekend. Hope that all of our listeners, whenever you're listening to this, get outside, get Mm -hmm. some of that vitamin D. You're going to feel great. So with that, I'm Dave Freund.
0: I'm Marissa Norcross.
1: And this was The Next Page.